You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by things that lasted longer than the Confederacy. Doritos Locos Tacos, Roe v. Wade, the band Nirvana, literally every professional athlete's career, the time it took to make the Harry Potter movies, your student debt loan, MySpace, the Fast and Furious franchise, and my goldfish's life. So, let's get presidential. Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis. The presidents, the big dogs, the commanders-in-chief. Which one would you rather have a beer with? There's a correct answer. It's the guy with the big hat. Both men were interesting, though, even though I have a clear bias for the one who wasn't a slavery enthusiast and traitor. They were both born in Kentucky, just about 90 miles away from each other, and they would both put it all on the line for their country. While one was on the wrong side of the war, and certainly on the wrong side of history, you can't say that they both didn't fight for their beliefs. This episode is all about the head honchos. Before the Civil War, the role of commander-in-chief for American presidents was somewhat ambiguous. While the Constitution named the president as the head of the nation's armed forces, the implications of the title were pretty unclear. Previous conflicts with Native American tribes, the War of 1812, and the brief war with Mexico in the 1840s didn't truly challenge the war-making powers of any president. And then there was the Civil War, which challenged everything. Both Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis, serving as presidents of the Union and Confederacy respectively, found themselves confronted with the immense and protracted nature of the conflict. Lincoln's presidency marked a unique period in American history where he essentially remained at war for the entirety of his time in the White House. Davis, leading the short-lived Confederacy under a comparable constitutional and political system, had to navigate unforeseen challenges and difficulties as commander-in-chief, too. Their experiences during the Civil War highlighted the lack of precedent and clarity in the role of commander-in-chief. Both leaders had to adapt and make decisions in real time, facing unprecedented problems that came with the complexities of war. The Civil War transformed the role of Commander-in-Chief from a theoretical concept into a demanding and hands-on responsibility for both Lincoln and Davis. Lincoln's entry into the presidency in 1860 brought with it a rather amusing lack of military experience. His brief stint as an officer in the Illinois State Militia during the Black Hawk War in 1832 involved no actual combat, but rather, as he humorously recounted, a good many bloody struggles with the mosquitoes. He sure learned, though. Lincoln had a notably hands-on approach as commander-in-chief. He personally delved into the details of court-martial cases, particularly for soldiers convicted of serious offenses like desertion. He also occasionally stepped directly into military hierarchy. During wartime, especially in the midst of battles, Lincoln could be found in the War Department's telegraph office, meticulously reviewing dispatches from the front. He wasn't one to stay detached. He would often send numerous telegraphs seeking additional information, wanting to understand the situation on the ground. In moments when possible, he personally visited Army headquarters, effectively conducting presidential fact-finding missions. This involved reviewing troops in the field, gauging the overall morale of the Army, and having direct discussions with his generals. However, Lincoln was no micromanager. As he grew more comfortable in his role as commander-in-chief, particularly as the war progressed, he recognized the importance of allowing military professionals to execute their responsibilities without unnecessary interference, balancing hands-on involvement with strategic delegation. His strengths lay not only in his eloquence and communication skills, but his profound commitment to preserving the Union. 
Lincoln's speeches were more than just words. They were a call to national unity. His ability to connect with the American people through his words was a defining characteristic of his leadership. His initial challenges in appointing effective military leaders, including the likes of George McClellan, reflected a learning curve in managing the complexities of war. But he did learn, and he had a growth mindset the whole way through. Now let's turn our attention to Jefferson Davis. When the war broke out, Davis looked like a better bet than Lincoln. Davis's strengths lay in his military experience and his commitment to the Southern cause. Davis seemed confident and decisive. A graduate of West Point with a commendable seven years of service in the Frontier Army, Davis had an extensive military background. His experience included active participation in the war with Mexico, where he had even sustained wounds in battle. Beyond his military service, he served as Secretary of War under President Franklin Pierce. In this capacity, he focused on modernizing the Army's weaponry. When he assumed the presidency of the Confederate States of America, he sought to establish a strong centralized government. His military background led him to take an active role in shaping military strategies. Unlike Lincoln, Davis faced challenges in maintaining unity among southern states. The concept of states' rights, while a driving force behind secession, sometimes hindered Davis's efforts to enforce central authority. Critics pointed to his sometimes autocratic leadership style, emphasizing the challenges of balancing a newly formed nation's needs for unity and states' autonomy. Leading a fledgling nation, his military strategies, while sometimes effective, couldn't overcome the inherent challenges of a divided confederacy. As the Civil War unfolded, the differences in their leadership styles became more pronounced. Lincoln's ability to rally the North, navigate political challenges, and adapt military strategies were key to Union success. Davis's struggles with maintaining unity, internal dissent, and balancing authority contributed to the Confederacy's eventual downfall. Above all else, Jefferson Davis was totally committed to Confederate independence, willing to sacrifice nearly everything for victory. The leadership of Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis during the years of the Civil War reflects the complexities and tensions of a nation divided. Both men faced a fundamental aspect of American constitutionalism that applied to both the Confederacy and the United States. The role of commander-in-chief wasn't just a military position. It was a political one. 